everyone welcome back to black account reviews i'm your host christina we are back finally after this long hiatus for the expanse it's sad though it's bittersweet it's the final season of the tv series and i will hold on to that until <laughs> my dying breath oh, i'm so happy that we are here finally for the first episode entitled Strange Dogs, which is also the title of one of their novellas, written by Mabu Nareen Shanker. My man! And directed by my other boo, Breck Eisner. As expected, this premiere knocked it out of the park. I gave it a 10 out of 10. Uh, a lot of great things the first five minutes or so pretty much had me <laughs> in massive fangirl mode and if you haven't read the books you're like what the fuck is all this and i'm over here like oh my god but the episode was very perfectly paced it kept up the drama with the more emotional aspects uh, the tension continues. I mean, there's a there's nothing else to say except the expanse is giving me all of the things I love about the expanse. So let's go ahead and jump into this recap. A young girl by the name of Kara, if you look at X-ray, love you Amazon for that feature, is naming different species of animal as they appear before her, all foreign in nature to these very earthen eyes she spots a sunbird with her babies and this is directly from the novella she hears a sound believing it to be zan who however it's a strange dog definitely looks different than i imagined i thought it was more metallic but don't matter <laughs> it's the same thing i felt in season four about proto miller it's like oh it's not what i imagine whatsoever <laughs> i liked it though i thought it was a very yeah it definitely looked like strange um alien looking type of creature one of the songbirds is injured so she picks it up and runs off and anyone that again has read said novellas We'll know exactly what is about to happen. Ring 673, Planet 2. We are on, or we started on, Laconia, folks. And then it went through the sky. And there she is. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Are you ready for this? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I was absolutely nergasming and I'm, I'm glad I only got that much because I don't think I could have taken it <laughs> uh, too much longer without me just screaming at the top of my lungs. Uh, I like the quick assimilation to events unfolding through news. For those heavily critical of last year's apparent small scale of Marco's apocalypse on the earth, as expected i don't know why people acting like this wasn't in book six never fear those are the ones where i'm like you ain't read the books stop it get off reddit 
stop jumping in the spoiler section because you ain't read the books perpetrating a motherfucking fraud but uh yeah that devastation the full calamity of his actions never fear it has arrived and with a plum showing his continued barrage throwing rocks on earth or at earth and actually making impact the belt has completely rallied to his side all stations declaring loyalty and why not he is killing earth and has given the belt the keys to absolute independence with the roles now irreversibly turned as one of the persons or one of the belters said at the end of this news cycle now the earthers know what it feels like to be belter palestation also vows revenge i wonder if they are going to go to palestation this season or not i'm curious i don't i mean it doesn't seem like it was completely destroyed and if they can declare revenge that means someone survived the rossi is seen leaving luna to join the fight then we pick up with bobby with christian on earth reporting that the unn farragut and i didn't catch the other unn ship name destroyed three more rocks heading for earth Despite the minimal casualties, she knows this is the 200th God damn! rock that he's thrown at Earth in the last six months. And it is to keep the UN pinned down while he consolidates his power. Smart play. Despite a donager from Mars, so there is cooperation between Mars and Earth, coming soon in the shipyards and they're they're making more ships to try to battle against the free navy and that is the uh, the the upside to the fact that mars is there's only a faction that broke away and that there is still an alliance between mars and you know they did give away a lot of shit but they still have a lot of shit and that is a highly productive place to be and it's probably helping the economy right now because there's nothing like war that helps the economy uh building all those machines that's giving people jobs because remember all that unemployment uh yeah that's called history for you <laughs> it, it helped in world war one and helped in world war two america got hella rich um but this is juxtaposed with the fact that they are suffering a nuclear winter and there's a massive loss of grain Uh, they're actually in front of a grain facility ultimately earth is dying with each rock that is being thrown and despite what they're trying to do to combat it they're not able to change basically the carbon sphere um is what i believe they called this is some concerning shit in our day and time. <laughs> I just did the Jones Chronicles and I said, nature's scurry. Nature is scurry. Um, so whether the rocks hit or not, he's still causing damage. They can't grow food, which means people are going to starve. And we ain't talking about, you know, we already have billions of people on the planet and look at the people that are starving, which kind of sad because they shouldn't be with all the food that we fucking produce but imagine trillions of people imagine the people that were already on ration supply of food 
in the trillions and then there's the one percent she recalls the time she came to said facility full of life and her face conveys her emotions as the absolute desolation before her is is going to be momentous for trillions of people and there's nothing they're gonna they're gonna be completely behind trying to recover from this not only that it's gonna get a lot worse before it even gets close to being better the rossi is in the belt fighting off belter ships managing to destroy both vessels in a shootout this was supposed to be a recon mission which they've been on for 187 days and have now confirmed that there is free navy activity in this area it was meant to be a joke but the tensions are high without anyone saying a word they all look rather exhausted and i can't help but think how much and they go into this before you know I, um i was already expressing how they must be feeling holy never wanted this he never wanted to be in charge he never wanted to be in war he left the navy you know how naomi is a pacifist and now they're in the middle of a war and she's going against people that she empathizes with the most even amos isn't down with the fact that they are playing soldier and thus should at least get paid for it they need to figure out what they were doing here as skips are too small to toss the rocks themselves Naomi's still suffering PTSD from Marco's need to blow up her family and managing to nab one suggests sending a drone instead of just holding going out there and putting he do just push buttons so she gotta rein him in he is a whole hot ass <laughs> he's definitely not the husband I mean that would give you less anxiety that's for damn sure to investigate while amos goes to attend repairs finding peaches and discussing what needs to be done both naomi and jim have words for amos but none for their passenger he takes a minute to look at the plaque and remember his friend i will remember you nice looking spacewalk for amos the drone doesn't pull up <laughs> any stealth composites but it does drop uh does a drive cone he thinks it's a ship and he was about to run out once again she's like hold on you know <laughs> you are so fucking eager on series station philip is getting his dick wet in an alley but still being sulky because that's just what his face does it is a little less terrifying than how they describe it in the books <laughs> in the books philip always it comes across as one step away from a fucking serial killer <laughs> like everybody's like oh man marco's so you know charismatic and they look over the skin that dude's fucking scary man something fucking wrong with that kid <laughs> i'm not doing book spoilers just minor tidbits he joins his father who announces he killed dawes in a rather flippant way and hey there's one part of me it's like oh fuck we didn't get to see dolls ever again but there's there's nothing you could do about the actor not being available we all knew he was doing foundation and it was already bad enough trying to get people with covid what, what? 
<laughs> There's no getting around this one. All right, no getting around this one. And Medina Station is too, in my humble opinion. I think there's still possibly a chance people will be loyal to Fred there. He was father of that station for a very fucking long time. And he really did pull it up and running. Uh, so we could possibly still see that as a base of operations. Despite their, you know, if everybody is kind of like why Drummer's Crew signed up with Marco in the first place. It's like I don't really have a choice. But if there ever comes a time for me and the tables have turned to turn my back on this motherfucker, I'm going to do it. Sandrini or Johnny wants to focus on their own food supply, considering Earth soil is getting less viable. The more it dies, the more like we've been going after colony ships, fattening the free navy up. But we also need to feed our people, and the only way to do that <laughs> is with soil. So she's got all these reports he she needs him to look at. Father and son are in that moody teenager phase where one is an absolute psychopath as he watches his son being rejected by that bartender. Is the fact that you see me as a kid related to why you don't see me as a potential lover? I didn't understand that look that Marco gave the bartender. In my mind, I was thinking, you're not about to fuck her in some weird competitive way with your son, are, are you? Because <laughs> that's just weird and y'all are already fucking weird <laughs> you're not good with the emotions because you don't want a narcissist <laughs> to raise you i'm laughing because it's not funny but it's it's fucking tragic it is what it is my giggles do not convey mirth more so irony or mirth at the irony of the unfolding relationship and bond between these two it's 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 beyond toxic drummer is not found however many of the dissidents that have been against marco have been tracked down along with their factions and destroyed including golden bow rosenfield is a new lieutenant of marco's now that they're all dead who is told to not only um up the bounty on drummer but to also up the bounty on the Rossi as well. Something that annoys Philip, seeing as he's thinking in his mind, bitch, why can't you let it go? I thought you let this shit go. Why are you still trying to kill my mother? <laughs> she left us. Get over it. I'm over it. Why aren't you over it? And that's where the tension is. It's like, look, you keep telling me one way, but you acting a whole other fucking way. And I'm starting to see it. I do wonder because a lot is conveyed through subtle, well-acted portrayals of the characters. I wonder how many are going to pick up on that um, and and see what that dynamic is, or, or you know, or, or how, what's playing out. Philip's got a new friend called Yon, who remarks how if Earth dies, there won't be the material things Inyelota used to make, which is why. He snatched himself up an alligator vest. Money of your motherfucking life. Two ton angel carved out of ice. Alligator sailboat dollar sign ice. Fill a warehouse full of Van Gogh's twice. So this reminder, these subtle reminders throughout the episode about what Inulota actually does bring to the world, even in Belter culture that is valued, I think is very well played into the simmering feelings the the untreated 
Is that the right word I want to use? The unresolved feelings Philip has about his own actions. Something that he's trying to, I think, um, he's trying to bury it within this sex drive of his. Does it feel like a normal hormonal teenage sex drive? Right? He just had sex and he, he walks two feet away and he's already hitting on the bartender and then two girls walk by and he's he's looking at them you know it's hypersexuality and hypersexuality can be a sign of other things like low self-esteem like despair you know um interpersonal issues <laughs> all red flags that that philip definitely fits the profile for on top of that he's a murderer and he's not he's not as proud of his actions despite what he's saying out of his mouth as he, he would want people to believe and i think that also is something that is simmering between father and son marco gives a speech to the cheering of his name he believes sirius to be the jewel that will be the capital of the new belter nation once again with philip and his looks it's both envy resentment pride and something darker underneath in the belt a bounty hunter has found drummer and her belter poly fam at least the remains of her family they seem to have picked up additional crew members the dewalt has been sacrificed to kill the bounty hunter ship after transferring transferring over the crew but unfortunately they only have three torpedoes limited supplies and Michio's very frazzled ass completely made a mistake that almost got them killed, hitting Test instead of Thruster due to her nerves. Back to Holden, he lands on the rock and can see what they were up to. She shines a light on him from the Rossi. Her anxiety over keeping him firmly in her sight is palpable. He thanks her, but she's distracted by the fact that this is the first time she's flown the Rossi. Because they've never had to, as they've always had Alex. Another mystery solved. Don't need bull. Just make the crew pilots. And why not? Only having one person able to fly the ship is irresponsible. Jim accidentally trips the failsafe and starts the magnetic reactor. I felt Naomi's, what the fuck are you doing to my core? God damn it, Jeff! Instead of getting away, he decides to beat the shit out of it until eventually it shuts down giving all of us heart attacks he's acting like a man he doesn't like that naomi is in the thrall of marco's fear tactics and he wants to prove that he can defeat him versus needing to be protected by the motherfucker yes i just diagnosed him <laughs> as if that's indeed exactly what was going on she's also feeling really guilty about alex still he tries to explain that it wasn't going to be enough time, but she tells him to just come back inside, please, in that voice that says, Oh, now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. One emotionally charged scene blended into another emotionally charged scene, which starts with, uh, her face when she hears Peach's voice while she's in the machine shop. After what happened, it's especially grating. 
damn the side eye was real though she wanted her to know murder stay on her mind bitch i hope the fuck you do you'll be a dead son of a bitch i tell you that she was having a nice moment with amos about how you know she is a good student to a good teacher she saw that looking skedaddled amos is not happy that she's giving his friend dude she's crew she's family she's my family she's like um she's not my family i'm not happy that you brought her on right after alex like it was okay to replace him with your new best friend he doesn't think it has anything to do with alex and that she also made decisions without discussing them true so why don't she give her a break like they did for her okay so amos stands already know I already know if it comes between Amos and anyone else on opposite sides of anything the majority of the fandom is going to side with Amos because Amos can do no wrong however I'm gonna call him out on this like okay fine sure I did shit without telling you though it does seem a little off when you said that last season like you didn't blame her for that so maybe you're just talking about what happened three seasons ago like you leaving coming back all that giving away the protomolecule so on and so forth okay i get it and i just know i'm gonna see people online i've already seen them bending themselves into pretzels to point out how this is all naomi's fault to begin with because she gave the protomolecule to fred like there wasn't a whole bunch of correlating fucking events before and after said such exchange okay y'all are so i mean man the ways in which you will try to justify your racism with some other <laughs> type of thesis report. I'm like, who the fuck you fooling? I'm not saying Naomi's perfect. And I do know I'm biased against Naomi, which is why I was being very fair in this particular interaction. Because I feel where Naomi breaks down is she don't communicate like with no fucking body. She needs to talk to people use more than words to express how she feels and if i was her in this moment and she would have told me that instead of saying you need to be somewhere else right now because he don't get it amos don't get it he needs to be sat down and it broken down to him he does not understand the subtleties of human emotion and to be fair he doesn't emotionally have the same you know, he, he kind of explained it. I don't go through life feeling fear. You know, I'm all about survival. And while he does care about his family, the very interpersonal events that have have occurred and unfolded are, are hitting Jim and Naomi in different capacities than it is him. Because he doesn't have those particular tethers because he wasn't on Tycho Station. Um he did get the devastation of earth and all that but for him it just it, it became about the game of survival again it, it doesn't it doesn't compute in the same manner and that's not to say he's an unfeeling type of person it just that those intricate complexities of feelings goes both ways you know when he was all upset at naomi for her decision why then is he now like oh well you should get over it now she went away for a whole fucking year before y'all squash y'all beef. Like, let's be reasonable. 
And this unfolded not only at the worst possible timing after losing a family member and friend, you've already moved on with said family member and friend based on the bond that you you strengthened together. You actually made a point of keeping her out of the decision to bring peaches on and even your rationale to jim is kind of like this correlation and he just accepted it because he wants to make amos happy he needs to keep his family together but he also like i feel as if amos knew this was going to cause some major fucking issues and it should now playing devil's advocate on the other side of the conversation like bruh come on man that's not the same making a decision <laughs> to make a political move versus making me have to eat shit and sleep with the person who not only not only framed you for a crime having very <laughs> intentionally murdering those 200 people that she murdered versus the same thing it's not the same thing that happened with homegirl nor with naomi when that happened to her so that's the first the and he's unable to see these differences he sees them in very basic terms but they're just not the same not only that she had to sit on a ship as she watched this person's actions almost get you murdered while she said why she was helpless to do anything about it if that were not enough she then in the middle of calamity hopped her ass over to our ship to kill me almost succeeded if it wasn't for anna and tried to kill the man that i love excuse me if i need some moments and i'm not even over the fact that you know i killed a father figure i got my family member killed <laughs> like i think that you're asking way more than any rational person could give even if it's been six months it's like i'm not cursing the bitch out I mean, she's still here. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to, to say. You want me to be happy about it? Not only that, it goes two ways. I don't know if Clarissa has reached out. Maybe she did. She probably got her head bit off, and I ain't even gonna blame anybody for doing that. Like, nobody want to hear your sorry ass story. Not now. Not in this moment. <laughs> you gotta prove yourself to me. So I thought he was very insensitive to her own emotions by telling her that she needs to fucking relax on clarissa because that's that's too harsh what you're asking as well so yeah i i i they're definitely not on good terms and i don't want them to be friends all of a sudden and then uh, amos i want there to be a discussion i don't know if we'll have room for it but i do want there to be some words exchanged because i feel as if he needs to understand that and maybe Clarissa is the one to tell him, like, no, actually, how I'm being treated is fair enough. I'm supposed to be in fucking jail <laughs> for my crimes. <laughs> I escaped the sentence of justice that was given to me. I, I, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to help. I'm happy that you're happy that I'm here. But I think that you telling other two people that haven't put me out of a fucking airlock while you sleeping to accept that? Eh? Or at least be happy about it? that that's you know you're pushing your luck just a little bit um and you don't even know what she went through two seconds ago then we mosey over to the other broken family joseph and drummer discuss where they should go next and the fact that michio cannot continue this fight 
Despite Drummer dismissing her mistake, Joseph knows that she isn't a fighter like they are. I was very distracted by Joseph in that damn shirt. Hey, I just met you. I know, I know, I know my loins cannot help themselves. Uh, despite seemingly disagreeing, they break the news to Michio that they're going to be dropping her off somewhere safe. Despite the apology and they promise to reunite when this is over. So she goes to her bed and cries. And she's like, when this is over, shit, it's never going to be over. On the Pella, Philip has brought girls home with his new friend, Yon. It's all about impressing the girl with their exploits. Um, Yon brings up the fact that it was Philip that was the spear that headed the attacks on Earth. And despite being the proudest moment of his life, it sours Philip's mood. And then it was soured further when that girl said, even better looking than his father. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. He leaves upset and goes to find his father. He was like hyperventilating in that, um, in that, I love the way this was filmed, by the way. Uh, hyperventilating in the elevator. His father and his best man bun, now drinking coffee as if it's a burden. Jackie, I'm jealous of you. They begin to discuss business. Rosenfeld has clearly used Ceres as a political ploy instead of intending to make the place the capital as they promised everyone and to feed the populace. She said, fuck them. <laughs> we are all them shit. <laughs> Despite all the, the bounty they've stolen from the colony ships, it's only enough for them. And only them. Philip is unhappy to hear this dismissal of their people but has no logistical plan, so he is rather dismissed by his father, seen as a child who won't show up to meetings on time, doesn't deserve to be a part of the big boy discussions. And it shows how much of a child he really is as he actually tried to express some authority. I think that Marco is unsure of if if philip still is trying to be his puppet or if his mom's got her claws in him he wants him back at that that moment where he is begging for his approval and instead he's rebelling against him he's showing him his almost you know oh so you're the best i don't give a fuck <laughs> well, i don't know what word to use for that right now but that's what he's giving him right now and marco doesn't like it because he wants he wants his fanboy back he wants him looking at his father helpless looking for guidance once again and right now philip's not giving him that i feel like after this uh ending <laughs> he just might amos and holden have words when holden peeps that the mcrn ship disappeared from the thing that killed the builders he's like this is still our concern maybe not right now but eventually in the future because He's still owning the fact that the ring's opening is on them. Amos barks back that he is out here to kill Marco before Marco kills them. That's the only reason why he's doing this. Otherwise, he'd be on Luna getting drunk. 
Naomi is able to figure out the burst transmission. That look that she gave him and he gave her like, oh, you still mad? Bitch, yes, I am mad. But at the same time, it looks like you actually about to give some important information. And while you didn't ask me to join you, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so she's able to link the rocks being thrown to one particular spotter ship guiding all of the rocks called the azure dragon this could get earth unpinned from marco and able to finally fight back effectively against the free navy and he intends to go for that target he promises naomi that he will try to be a little bit more safer but yeah i push myself in the worst case scenarios because i I'm, i always think the worst can't happen which was a pretty lame-ass excuse if I have to say so myself, which I did. Uh, she knows this isn't ever going to stop. She's hunting and killing her own, pulled back into violence by the man that pulled her in previously. She doesn't know how much more she can bear. You and in Zimboa is where Christian has her base of operations. Monica and another few reporters approach about what what we're doing here. We need some honest answers. Things are getting worse. Has there been an offer of peace between Marco or is that feasible? Christian won't discuss her war plans nor offer Marco anything except unconditional surrender. But Monica says it best when she talks to Bobby. Look, you need to warn your boss that this isn't a monarchy. <laughs> she does answer to the people who are tired okay they, they, the last thing they want to do is, is utilize resources on giving you another trophy and of course that's not why she wants marco she wants him because of all of the damage and pain that he has caused in genocide however that's how people could see it from their end they're like look let's just take back our resources and try to recoup our losses and sue for peace so that at least we can focus on that that terrifies christian because that means he definitely unequivocally won and whatever they could do to get that back from a madman like him being in charge they will lose that and she knows that's worse than what they're going through right now and i totally agree so you know this is not good good news to hear because everyone could be voted out happened to pastor gonna happen to her philip is in the bar drinking heavily when the hot bartender arrives to offer another drink she is not interested in going anywhere with him or his pathetic attempts to be a man she sees through to the angry youth and offers him another drink her pity angers him further so he tosses the drink at her Young comes to calm him down, like, oh, you coming in hot, bro, you need to chill down, chill down. But he simply transforms or transfers his anger onto him, but is humiliated after calling him a joke and they getting punched in the face. So he murders him. Right after this very uh, <laughs> dark scene, the funny moment of the episode arrives. Christian is enjoying some zero G, something she never expected. It lifts so much of the weight off of her. Also, another connective tissue to belt her life she may have never appreciated. 
Bobby's just like, uh, you call me and I can definitely come back if you like. Oh God, now, do, do I have to help you? Her facial expressions were exquisitely cute. She's there to give her her performance review. Bobby hates this job and she immediately agrees like, yeah, ma'am, I'm going to have to step down. Both hate not taking action, but Bobby has an out as the intelligence she received while she was talking to Monica was from Holden. They need a massive win. It ain't over yet, motherfucker. That's what they need to send Marco's way and for the rest of Earth and Mars to see that the fight ain't over. So that's what they plan to do. They say I walk like a king, talk like a king. You can act around now, say the same thing. They chasing the fame, they all want the name. But they ain't got what's running through these veins. Say I walk like a king, talk like a king. You can act around now, say the same thing. And that concluded our episode. Now, if you hit on the bonus, um, you would have gotten a small short called Ankwala. I believe they said they're doing this all season. So if you missed out on this one, uh, definitely look out for the next one. But it was kind of like an interlude of what was going on with Drummer's crew. There's a voiceover from Naomi talking about family. Um, they are not going into, they are going into a port of some kind that they aren't fond of going, but it's their only choice. The bounty has up from 4 million to 8 million. Michio and Drummer aren't speaking after her dismissal from the ship that seemed to occur. Though it was Joseph who said it, but only probably to make her feel better about her thinking it. Michio hacked into Kamina's phone and found some messages from Naomi. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. All messages that she saved. Did we watch her delete them at the end? Because that just broke my heart even more. But the happy birthday one was absolutely precious. She also thanked her for saving the Rossi. There's even a message when she came back from Illis telling her Kamina she was right, but she still believes people should have the choice to decide. It's just another reminder of the close bond between these women that we haven't seen in quite a while because they haven't been in really any physical proximity which I better get this season or I'm going to be up in somebody's inboxes. Uh, <laughs> that sounded so um, very threatening because it was. And it, it reiterates, you know, that that other person that is family to Naomi and vice versa, even though they have these ancillary, 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 Maybe that's the word. Families. And I think that her deleting the message at the end was kind of her sacrificing something as well. You know, um, this continued closeness with Naomi for the family that I do have, you know, that are sticking with me, that have been through with me. With me. I still have that relationship. But I, I hope they realize that you can have both. Because Joseph says, well, what if she has a heart that's divided? We all came here with a past and you know don't go through her shit that's not okay but i think a part of her really is a heart divided and she's trying to commit to the family that she's committed to but i think that eventually you know 
she's gonna realize it's okay you know she's because she's also struggling with guilt she lost her her new family because of her love of naomi and then subsequently naomi's love of the rossi they are actually doing parallel paths um with their story arcs you know they, they've both been part of uh, a terrorist faction they've all they've also tried to do the diplomatic part they tried to just say fuck it all and live their lives with their families but they continue to be pulled into this political atmosphere because they are despite what they may feel are leaders uh leaders of their leaders of their group of their culture and i think eventually they're going to start embracing what that means and what they mean to each other and that that relationship going forward and, and moving past you know the guilt over alex and the other one that died i forgot his name uh but that's our episode and um yeah i've definitely rambled enough <laughs> we do have feedback though so let's hop on in to the mailbag <laughs> Christina it's me shy I am here to give my feedback for season six final season of the expanse and what do I say about this season premiere <laughs> um sadly as you know um which you can go ahead and rag on me about um <clears throat> in your response I have not had an opportunity to finish the book i don't know if this book has anything to do with season six but i haven't read it i mean i've read it but i haven't finished it um I'm, and so i'm just i'm bummed because that was a goal of mine is to at least finish the book before the season came to be but that didn't happen so thanks to life children work children <laughs> and life so i just yeah so many things have been pushed to the back burner so that's one of them my love for reading always takes a hit um in times like these so as for this episode um of course i'm not gonna sit here and blow smoke up your booty and tell you that i understood everything that was going on in this episode because that would be a total total lie because i don't <laughs> i understood uh, you know overall what was going on but like specifically what was going on like i mean especially the um um the stuff with um oh my gosh bobby and I'm just gonna call her Chris. I like Chrissy. I like when <laughs> Amos calls her Chrissy. But anyway, um, not quite sure what's going on with that. Obviously, at the end of that, we got some type of a um, cliffhanger type deal where she had an idea, and then we saw something blow up. And I'm like, what am I, am I supposed to know what that was? Did I miss something? 
So, as always, I'm going to have to rewatch this episode because I'm sure there's so much that happened that I missed. Um, and so, which is fine. I don't, I mean, it's not a hardship to watch, rewatch it, but I know that you are gunning to get this podcast out tonight and trying to get my feedback in. So I'm trying to quickly, and I didn't take any notes because I wanted to watch the episode and I figured if I try to take notes and watch and, you know, try to read the caption i'm gonna miss something and not really understand of course it happened anyway without me taking notes but um the biggest thing my biggest takeaway from this is the dynamics that are going on between um each you know with marco and philip and um everyone on the rossi like that dynamic everything's off and I, and I think that was like the theme throughout this episode is the um, the change in dynamics between everybody, because we have um, Marco and um, Philippe. This is Philippe. Um, you know, Philip. Philippe is feeling some type of way about his father because he, which it, it is happening. I mean, I'm trying to understand what is what Marco's. I mean, because Marco has always been. Um, a narcissist all about himself and it's like he's getting all of this attention and then Philip is feeling some type of way because he feels like he's the one that made all this happen and he's not getting any of the credit his father is he's basking in the glory of his accomplishments and so because you're seeing him just looking you know looking butt hurt and jealous and all that stuff and just envious of his dad and all this attention that's that's happening he's like going around screwing everything that walks at female wise and then he finally snapped you know his fragile ego just can't take his father just pushing him off to the side now that uh, marco has this um his power and his um, notoriety um, throughout the throughout the everywhere <laughs> I can't even think of the word um, and so he's kind of like not really like like Philip served his purpose and now it's all about me I'm talking about Marco and this is my time it's my time to shine and then you can see the resentment from Philip uh, towards his father. Um, and of course we saw at the end where the girl uh, declined his advances. And of course the ego was bruised and then his friend shows up and he takes it out on his friend. So yep, Marco in the making, just a mini Marco, um, just not able to handle it and takes it out on his friend and ends up shooting him. I'm like, man, Phil, I felt so bad for Philip last season, and he's not starting out this <laughs> this season with me, um, with him on my soft side. Uh, I really wasn't impressed with the way he was acting. And of course, I mean, I know Marco playing his mind games and all that good stuff is just... And Philip is young and he's not going to understand. And 
it's just a lot so that dynamic is definitely uh going through some things and then you got uh naomi um holden amos and peaches or clarissa and their rossi of course they're still trying to adjust to life without alex which i still i'm kind of i mean dang it that actor because i really i just felt it just felt so off in this in this episode and of course there's like this distance this wall or something going on we saw naomi and amos you know they're having their beef and her feeling some type of way about clarissa being on the rossi uh out of the out of the two out of Naomi and Holden I thought that he would be the one that was feeling more feeling some type of way about her being there but Naomi is the one that's really um you know expressing her displeasure and of course she's going on about you know having to kill her own kind and that's weighing on her Alex's death is weighing on her I mean she's been through a lot um last season so it's um and then of course holding going out there and almost getting himself killed didn't help oh so so much so i just feel like you know there's there's just it's it's just off everything is just off of course it pains me that you know the rossi crew is off and yeah there's just uh the dynamics oh i just i mean he wasn't my favorite character but i he he was I don't, it, he just had that he fit in perfect it was like it, that dynamic was just perfect um and so him not being there really sucks um as for drummer um uh, was her michio michio um that was sad um them having to you know kick her to the curb because she's not really a fighter and she's not able to handle she's not just not about that life and so like they gotta you know leave her wherever they're gonna leave her um i'm hoping that drummer and the rossi you know then they hook up at some point i'm hoping that's the case but yeah it just seems like uh obviously this is laying down the groundwork to what this last season is going to be about them fighting marco and all of that good stuff so um that's all i'm gonna say for now because it's just not i don't know i'm just obviously for me again saying that word obviously but for me it's just trying to just take it all in and see what's gonna happen so that's all i'm gonna say until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode uh yeah i had they'd be so moody at me like uh, i know you had it on the schedule but i'm just saying what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I need something for me. Shit. Anyhow, um, now that we've discussed that, what else do we need to discuss? <laughs> oh, yeah, other things about the episode. Okay. Um, that you had down in my notes, because I have them. Um, we only, we've been waiting 84 years. So yeah, this is book, 
<laughs> this is book six only. They will not be, and they're referencing the novella Strange Dogs. Those are the only two. So you don't have to worry about getting into the last trilogy. And yeah, it was, it has, oh, that's what I was putting in there. It's been 85 years since I even tapped in about where you was at on the expanse. I gave up. I had the last book, so I figured I'll just pick up from where I left off after the season ends and then maybe one day we'll be on the same page doubt it um so as far as what was happening on earth basically the rocks are changing the environment and now crops can't grow so that's a problem like if you kill the only food source how the fuck are you gonna feed all these people so we all know that chrissy has been a little bit more than anyone else trepament trep trepidatious about these rain gates and basically what marco is doing is putting them in a situation where that might be the only viable option um and considering what the politics are at the end of the episode that people are are wanting like okay we're just we're, we're fucking losing like this was an anger battle let's get them but now we're not winning um we're pretty much almost at the mercy so now let's try to recoup what we can and that that's terrifying to her because that means he controls the rest of humanity and we, we all know that he's not the hands that for that shit to be put into if, if anyone is going to have the ring gates as the last of humanity it needs to be a concerted effort it doesn't need to be in one group's hands or another group's hands because then you have shit like this happening but this is the lesson that they've they've learned or are learning um in the worst possible way to learn it. Uh, to know what's happening to Philip, see Naomi. <laughs> I think she breaks it down pretty well in episode, in season five. You know, I was everything to him until all of a sudden I had my own mind. Then, then all of a sudden, you know, who are you? You're nothing to him. So I think that he's starting to feel that way, but I also think that Marco like Naomi is not just gonna he's he wants his son back in that position and he don't like the fact that he's disrespecting him and that's what essentially was happening he's, he's flat out disrespecting him and then his father's playing tit for tat in ways to really fuck him over and put that shiv in they're having a macho bat battle but more importantly the thing of it is is um he's also on the one thing that Philip don't want to see happy. You still trying to kill my mama. <laughs> that was never part of the fucking plan. <laughs> um, and so I think that also causes this rift between them because he knows he's not going to allow it to happen. Or at least that's going to be a huge rift if it does indeed happen. And yet he's very much throwing it in his face that that's still something we're going to accomplish, right? And you see Philip being like, I don't... Like, why are you still on this? <laughs> they got sore spots between them, definitely. But we also have seen them in a, in a, you know, contrary position before. And Marco was able to reel him back in. And thus far, I mean, the blood is already on his hands. It's going to take more. It's going to take a lot more for Philip to, to really get underneath the thrall of his father and you can see that at the end that he still is and when he doesn't get that approval he acts out and now it's in and now he literally has blood on his hands he's become a murderer 
And I, I think Marco simply likes broken things. He likes <laughs> his toys to be damaged and for him to be the hero in their eyes. And the fact that that, that light's dimming in Philip's eyes is bothersome between them. Uh, you would think that he doesn't need Philip. I think it's just more narcissistic than that. But uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll you'll figure out what's going on. That's why I do the recap, right? So you don't have to do notes. I'm sure I'll probably miss some things because this is a show that warrants a second viewing and I will be happy to do so. <laughs> so, Queen Chai, can't wait to hear your thoughts for next episode. And last but not least, certainly not least, let's hear what Queen Mimi has to say. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is feedback for it the expanse season six episode one and apparently this is the final season they didn't hit us with three uh drops the first week this time i guess i guess it's good i'm so behind on everything and i've been binging um archer and now that you're on episode five of uh squid games now i'm caught up now i'm gonna start sending feedback for that so i guess it's probably for the best that you know they're doing it week weekly drops i know a lot of people don't like it but i actually feel like it's best for my mental health because i've been really struggling i don't know if it's the holidays i don't know what's going on but my mind ain't been right for a couple of weeks and it is just not getting better i just got too much going on and i swear i know you always talk about being a single mom but having a man in the house don't seem to be beneficial either because this fool i swear i'm like somehow in this world i can somehow work full time come home clean feed all these damn animals make sure the kid has clean clothes like i i just don't understand how i'm responsible for everything even though i work full time and the other half of my i guess machine just can't seem i i just hmm i just being a woman in this world is just we're expected to do so much and i gotta be honest with you guys it's trash i i'm trying to be like trying to not like use unnecessary energy but like i know you have to notice that nothing is done when when i'm working more than one day in a row and you got to understand that that's frustrating for me to spend my days off cleaning all the time you don't do that so why should i have to do that you don't even do it on days when you work it's really irritating (sighs) anyway let me go ahead and get into this episode um i swear i feel like it's been about 10 years since we saw the expanse i don't i just feel like it's probably because the last time we saw the expanse a lot of shit happened (laughs) this uh season dropped and i'm pretty sure it was december of 2020 and a lot of shit has happened since then it's only been a year but it feels like it's been about four um no need to go in on it because i'm sure you remember you were there so i think that's why i feel like it's been so long and i don't remember what happened i do remember you know something happening with the ring gates and me being confused can't say that this episode cleared much up but i do um i can go character by character just so i can remember first thing i want to talk about is i i I know 
I usually have the subtitles on and I must have not paid attention. But I swear the theme song when when it was playing, the caption said woman singing in Norwegian. I was like, did I know that? I don't think I knew that. I swear I just assumed she was singing English. It was just she was just so high in that soprano falsetto type thing that I just didn't even hear what she was saying. But it legit said woman singing in Norwegian. Never knew that. Um, so let me first start with Philip because I gotta be honest with you guys. First of all, I keep forgetting that they like I know in the book Philip was probably like fifteen ish, fourteen, fifteen, maybe even like he turned sixteen at some point. But I think my assumption is that I know Belters don't live that long, so their life's progression is quicker than what we're used to, but my assumption is they don't want him to be as young as he was in the comics or in comics lore in the book or you know there's been a time jump I'm not sure um but I always look at him because the actor looks like an adult you know I just made assumptions he was 18 but I swear when we first saw him at the beginning and he was sexing up that girl like up against the wall she didn't look like she was having fun at all it looked pretty awful he looked like he was just trying to hurry up and get to the end and I was like I just from that moment as soon as I saw that scene I was like oh my god he's losing his mind like I could tell he was having a mental break and he was using the sex as a way to escape and I was like I guess we'll see how this is unfolding but it looks like he's already experiencing that emotional overload that um guilt that Naomi told him about like when you know it's gonna happen and when it does come find me or she said something to that effect and I was like oh shit he must he must be experiencing it because the death toll on earth is steadily going up and I just I feel like it wouldn't be normal for you to celebrate that many people dying like I understand earth did shit to your people but not everybody on earth we saw what it looked like on earth the majority of people on earth are living pretty shitty too so i just like i just in my mind cannot fathom a world where someone thinks that many people dying is okay because not all of those people did something to you not all of those people have the power to even cause that kind of damage to you so i just i don't understand how he could not think he would feel guilt um but it's probably from him looking at his dad and seeing how his dad is responding but we know Marco is a different kind of a beast and we saw just from his little interaction with Naomi that Philip has feelings and he tries to push him down but some things you just can't erase lord my son was bothering me asking me can he buy a damn game i i don't understand why kids be asking stuff like y'all know it's christmas right y'all know it's not an endless fountain of money right like we're, the world don't work that way <sighs> anyway i don't even remember what i was saying but i know i was talking about philip i just like as this episode progressed i was like man he looks fucking awful and the way he kept just literally going from one girl to the next there was no like rhyme or reason like it's like the only criteria was for them to have a vagina and no offense to the actress but that bartender the blonde one she wasn't even cute 
at least the girl in the room that he like shoved away when he was having his panic attack about earth when him and his friend was in the bedroom at least they were both cute and they looked around his age the bartender looked like she was older than marcos and she was not attractive at all and um he got really mad that she turned him down like you ain't even trying hard at least say i'm pretty or you know how about we go get a dinner or something can compliment my hair do something you can't just say let's get out of here and i'm supposed to just drop my underwear in the middle of my shift like like get out of here like dude i'm working it's like i can talk to your boss that ain't the point i need money fool like this is my job what is wrong with you and i cannot believe the way that ended like he really went after his friend for no reason that shit hurt me because i really liked that little doofy looking fool with his fake alligator shirt he was so proud of like he really was his friend and like it's like he tried to not hit you but you was making it real hard philip he was like dude what is wrong with you like he's trying to like you're attacking a bartender lady for not like you called her out for no reason like you're lucky i'm even looking at you and she could have dragged you because i know i would have i would have went in i don't give a fuck who your daddy is but she was trying to be nice she was just poured him a drink and she was like let me go about my business let me go clean up something and then he gonna try and like throw the glass at her like your friend is trying to help you out because you're losing your shit and he literally just shot dude and i don't know if y'all noticed i watched the scene more than once but there was this black dude in the background and when um philip shot his friend <laughs> the dude looked at him and started running like he was like out of there and i don't know why but the fact that the dude was black had me dying like it wasn't a funny scene it shouldn't have been funny but dude was out he was like i ain't in the middle of this um so yeah philip is losing it speaking of philip let's go on to naomi like she is looking pretty wrecked and i remember when we were we saw the rossi and they were fighting the whatever ship and the rossi shot that torpedo at them and it blew up i was thinking to myself i'm wondering how naomi is dealing with this killing these belters like yes they're part of the free navy and yes they're attacking her but i was like i can't imagine her feeling good about this and then my assumptions were confirmed later on when she's like saying I don't, I don't know how much i can take this like i don't blame you like it's it seems pretty rough um it's a lot to take in and um holden i i don't know what's going on with him the interactions between him and naomi like strained isn't the right word but i just feel like he, at this point maybe he don't know what to say to her i don't know like they're like she probably is thinking at this point i can't lose anyone because i know the the weight of alex's death saving her is weighing on her and she's probably naomi's probably like i can't lose anybody else like i don't know i can't take it like i mentally can't and then you know withholding in his um <laughs> way of trying to like deal with that i i don't know was it it was something the reactor was about to i'm assuming that ship was hooked up or the rock was hooked up to some type of reactor and it was about to blow and holden realized he wasn't gonna be able to run out of it run away from it not from the explosion so he was like let me just try and shut it off and naomi was screaming losing her shit and i think he realized like oh my gosh she's on the brink so we got i think we're gonna have to it's gonna be some rockiness going on between their relationship which i can't fault because it's like 
even her reaction with Amos, like he wasn't wrong when he was saying, you know, you keep doing stuff without the team, you know, we deal with it. So I did understand that. And I, and I understand why they don't want, you know, peaches on the ship. I, I totally get that, but she should also give Amos the benefit of the doubt because he wasn't wrong. Like if he trusts her, like you don't have to be her best friend, but you should trust Amos enough to trust that he's not going to let anybody hurt you, especially you, Naomi. Like, I feel like if it ever came but point between like, and this is just my personal opinion, if it ever literally came down to him having to kill Peaches to protect Naomi, I feel like he would do it in a heartbeat. I feel like he would probably kill everybody to save Naomi. Like, that's just my own personal opinion, just from the way they used to have or like their relationship used to be I don't know that it's necessarily the same because I remember when I don't remember why but they had a falling out and we just don't see them react the way that they do but I know he still thinks of her as family and I feel like that would always probably be the case um and then uh who else drummer Michio is like losing her shit her little cute self she looks like the little girl from the Grinch the live action Grinch (laughs) she's so cute but she really do she can't like you literally almost killed everybody you can't be mad that they need to find like get you off the ship because you're gonna be a death sentence and the one dude made a very valid point like she is a whatever like technician or whatever he was like so so like so are you no 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 I was but he clearly made a choice he evolved like we don't need technicians right now we need fighters and that's what I became so she some people aren't meant to do that and you know when you are put in a position to where like I love you but you're jeopardizing everybody's life you know that's not something you can take lightly like you I love you enough to let you go to protect you and the rest of us like you can't be here because you're making constant mistakes that is putting everybody in danger so that made sense with that. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what's going to happen with Drummer because Marco really got got it out for her putting bounties out on her head. So motherfuckers going to keep coming after her. She is smart enough. Like I, I'm curious to know why she didn't stay where with Holden. It seems like that would have made the most sense at least be around him because the Rossi could protect her a little bit better. And it seems like Marco keep going after the Rossi, but they keep dodging bullets. So hopefully we figure out why i'm sure it's a reason she didn't go that route um i'm sure we'll find out at some point um who else oh marco and then that the girl he's with uh, i don't know i just feel like they're trying to make us like see that there's something going on between him and that blonde chick he's with um she's clearly some type of strategic somebody or other I don't know if her I don't remember what her name was and if I heard it it didn't sound familiar enough like I heard it from the book so I'm not sure who she is um so I think we might just maybe I'll I'll remember her next time or maybe when I rewatch this episode to see if there's anything I missed um but um it looks like Philip wants to be in the mix of things but he's not mentally there and he's trying to use other stuff to get away from what he did but I I, you know just from the way Marcos Marco is is it Marcos Marcos um he I feel like he probably sees something's off with his son I don't know if he's too much of an asshole and narcissist to even bring it up or if he just doesn't care it could be both 
very very likely could be both um so we'll see where that goes but i am very curious to see what the aftermath of of him shooting his friend because even if his friend ain't dead like motherfucker now you ain't got a friend like it's very few people that can forgive you for shooting them especially when they were literally trying to protect you <laughs> so we'll see how that goes um and then uh who is it avasarala and uh bobby um i'm hoping that their plan is to put bobby with the rossi because that's all i've ever wanted and they give me a little tiny second of it and then take it away so i am hoping that's what the next step is for avasarala with her plan so yeah that's all i got for now so i'm gonna end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was mimi with her thoughts on the episode <laughs> i was just um distracted by something else really quickly um so yes uh glad you enjoyed this episode as well uh it is sometimes easier to go character by character uh there are only six episodes in this season in case you didn't know that won't won't there it is uh <laughs> i'm not with the three episodes i ain't with it with the recording nope stresses the fuck out of my life not doing it so yeah i i prefer the week to week because i just don't binge it <laughs> i don't have time to just sit there three hours commit to tv not the way i used to shit barely getting out these five shows a week um she said it don't seem beneficial to me (laughs) don't seem to be beneficial (laughs) having a man men are scientifically proven i will say not to be able to handle our burdens and multitask i mean they just they don't have the wires aren't like us man just made us fucking different they gave us all the the issues all the emotions and fucking cramps and yeah a lot has happened since 2020 it does feel like four years of my life have passed by (laughs) um and yes the show is in the the theme music is in norwegian that's the benefit of subtitles um i will say i don't think the show I think there was an interview where he is the same age as in the books and he only was 16 around this time so makes sense he does look like a full-ass adult though i don't know i don't see him that much as an adult um he knows that what his father is doing is taking away a home you know it's one thing to attack earth right throw three missiles fuck it up but to actually kill the whole fucking planet and continue to do so until they're obliterated i mean the irony there right the belt never had a home never had a place to call a home and yet they're essentially knowing that feeling better than anyone are doing the exact same thing that shit ain't sitting right with his soul he's like wait a minute i may wanted them to suffer a little bit to get some karma coming their way maybe if they you know after the initial attacks people probably were like yeah fuck those people but now it's like woo woo and then you're like you're hearing about the fact that a whole culture is about to just be extinct and the full weight of your role in that yeah that's gonna fuck you up because your brain is not mentally capable of really dealing with all of that and i'm glad you took you also put that correlation between his hyper sex drive 
And that's not, it's not because he's a horny teenager. Uh, going back to kids, yes, they have no understanding of how money works. But you know what? I'll be breaking it down to that heifer <laughs> on a daily basis. She be making smart decisions based on me breaking it down too. She was in the store, so they get some ice cream. She come back, she's like, I got this one because it was cheaper. And I realized I got this other item. And if I did that, I could get this with it too. <laughs> she's like, I know the, what the budget is. It fits. Um, actually, I think the reason why he wanted this older woman, I mean, I'm not going to comment on her attractiveness, <laughs> but I think the reason why he wanted an older woman, why, I mean, it was the way his face lit up when he saw her too. She's got mommy issues. That's why I was really side eyeing Marco. Because, <laughs> like, don't do that. Uh, and he probably noticed the same thing. You know, I could chase all these young women around, but yeah, he wants that affection from an older woman because he's got mommy issues. And then you have this tit for tat back and forth between the two, father and son, because he's like, uh, why can't you let, or at least Marco is kind of feeling, why can't you let your mama go? And Philip's like, bitch, why can't you? She definitely felt sorry for him. And you already know, any anytime things go down and the police might be called because you know, there is a thing called law and order. I'm sure it existed somewhere. And people might be a little mad that Yon, Yon, we don't know who Yon's friend. He seemed very popular, known around. He, he you know, he just, he might have popped some shit off. We don't know. So, of course, the black man ran out like, yeah, not my problem. And poor Naomi, yeah, the rings around her eyeballs. She ain't sleeping. She knows that, that not only... Are she is she having to go after belters but that you know those people are being manipulated by marco i already talked about holden he's definitely feeling like she's neutering him with her overprotectiveness <laughs> but you know he wants to come on this is a guy that reads don quixote he wants to be the white knight charging in not only that he failed to save her so now he's feeling even more of his manhood being challenged. So he's going to test that shit. Um, but I do think she needs to go ahead and let him off the leash. Because she forgot her man is dangerous too. She got to remember that. Like, hey. He might be a fucking monster. But don't don't get it twisted. Okay? <laughs> she over there thinking he's too soft to, to deal with that. But um, I think... Holden's like, look, I can let the beast out. We saw this before. And I think that Amos probably riding with him on that. He says it's only because he wants to kill Marco. But I think he wants to kill Marco for more than just, oh, he was trying to kill us. No, he want to kill that motherfucker because he hurt his, 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 his family, his girl, and his best friend's dead because of him. Of course he wants to kill Marco. So everybody's holding their feelings in. They just need to have a nice talk. Like, let's get a family meeting going on and everyone express their emotions. Um, I will say the only thing she did was give a look. I understand where I, I'm glad that you saw it both ways as well with Amos and her. But she did only give a look. And it was the other one that decided to escape out of the room. Like, maybe I'm not welcome here. She didn't say you had to go. She didn't walk out the room. Like, what do, you, what do you expect from me? Um, I think that Kamina didn't join the Rossi because it is someone else's family. 
and she has those feelings for Naomi and considering they just lost someone because of her feelings and ties to Naomi who she loves and considers family just as much as them if not probably more so she knows that deep in her heart and that you know that's the same thing where she had to leave Naomi had to leave drummer like I love you but I love these people more I think that she had that moment and she's trying to deal with her own guilt because of that and doing so they didn't reunite they went their separate ways so I, I think that's just their particular journey and I like the fact that we're focusing having parallel journeys with these two particular women that are so close together and last but not least Rosenfeld Ildis is a gender bent character so that's why you recall the name but it was a man <laughs> and that is our episode that is a wrap at 12 o'clock midnight but i got it out today i'm going to consider it today because i recorded it today so if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackrocouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease blacker magic